Hey everyone, it's Allison Graves, but instead of your normal news update, we're going to play episode 5 of our podcast, Coronavirus in Florida, which was first released on March 20th. On this episode, we talk with Dr. Melissa Bailey, a licensed clinical psychologist in Safety Harbor, about how the pandemic and the resulting isolation from safety measures are affecting people's mental health. You can listen to the latest episode by downloading it on your favorite podcast platform or by visiting tampabay.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, my name is Allison Graves and welcome to Coronavirus in Florida, a podcast of the Tampa Bay Times. This episode was released on Friday, March 20th. On this show, we'll talk to experts and reporters, share the facts behind the spread of the virus, and discuss what could happen next. Today's episode, the psychological impact of coronavirus. It's safe to say that the coronavirus pandemic is unlike anything we've ever experienced. And it's not just COVID-19 we're afraid of. We're also afraid of the lifestyle changes that the virus is causing. Bars and nightclubs have closed down, social gatherings are limited to 10 people or fewer, and many people are now working from home. For a lot of people, the isolation can be difficult. So today, we're going to talk with Dr. Melissa Bailey, a licensed clinical psychologist in Safety Harbor, about how the pandemic and the resulting isolation from safety measures are affecting people's mental health. We'll also discuss some ways people can cope. Thanks so much for joining us, Dr. Bailey. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So my first question, is it normal to be anxious about coronavirus? I think it's definitely normal to be anxious about it. In addition, I think with the 24-hour news cycle, you know, we're constantly getting new information about it. As a result, I think that even before this happened, people would become more anxious because they were constantly checking their news feed or Facebook feed or other social media for different types of news, and we're always being inundated with a lot more information these days. And so I think particularly in this case, that that's something that's definitely causing a lot more anxiety is all of the news coverage that's out there. And of course, you know, they're really focusing on some of the people who are more um, immunocompromised, such as people who have chronic illnesses or, or the elderly, which obviously is a huge issue here in Florida. So what tips would you give people trying to deal with social isolation? Well, I think the first thing with the social isolation, on one hand, since many of us already communicate with each other via social media, texting, or email, I think that we need to keep continuing to do that and not let those things go. So I think it's very important to continue to reach out to your social support network, reach out to those who you think, you know, might be um, more isolated than yourself. The other thing that I think is really important is that for people who are stuck at home or working from home, it's always a good idea to have a schedule. So even if you don't actually have any place to go, Mm -hmm. it's important to have some type of purpose. I often do this with patients who get really depressed and who are off of work. I talk about even though you don't necessarily have to have some place to go, you do want to still kind of put together a schedule. So like, for example, let's make sure that we wake up at eight o'clock from eight to nine. I'm going to have my coffee, breakfast, things like that. Maybe then I'll go for a walk, start looking at lunch, things like that. Um, you know, so that way we all have a sense of purpose. I think that's so important because otherwise what will happen is that some of us will be laying down and, you know, oh, why should I get out of bed? It's already noon. I'm not going to get anything accomplished, things like that. 
And then before you know it, the whole day is gone and you haven't done anything. And that's really where depression and anxiety can be loaded on. So what about people who are just maybe anxious about catching it or maybe a loved one catching it? What advice would you give them? Well, and I think that the best advice is to continue to, you know, follow, um, you know, really good common sense, making sure that you're doing everything that they're recommending, such as washing your hands, you know, being more careful about the surfaces that you're touching. Obviously have, you know, be cautious, but, you know, I don't think it means that you can't necessarily live your life either. So I think the unknown is a big trigger for a lot of people. And there's a lot of things people don't know right now. They don't know if they're going to get COVID-19 or maybe how they'll deal with it if they do get it. And we also don't know how long coronavirus will keep us isolated for. So how can people cope with the uncertainty? Well, I think a good way to do that is to practice a lot of mindfulness and also to try and stay in the moment. Us worrying about what's going to happen next week or in the months to come isn't going to help a whole lot. It's going to be a lot of wasted energy. I think we need to focus on being more grateful on what it is that we do have and, you know, kind of reframe this time as, you know, a time that we can really slow down and maybe really focus on our relationships for those people who are within the house with us and reaching out with that. And I think there is some uncertainty, but at the same time, we don't necessarily know it. I mean, there's a chance it could go the other way and things get better sooner than later. So focusing on the here and now and doing what we can to keep ourselves busy, I think is what we need to do to stay focused. I also find it's very easy to get distracted. So how can someone stay on task and focus on everyday life? Well, I think, first of all, people definitely need to limit the amount of time that they're watching the news, checking their news feed. You know, and again, maybe if we're going to look at the news or focus on it to schedule the time that we're going to check in on our on the news. So instead of constantly having our phones with us so that we're checking on that, you know, put it down and, you know, only check on it a couple of times a day to help, one, decrease anxiety, and two, to also focus on whatever it is you're focusing on, whether it's a project at home, work, things like that. Obviously, as a journalist, it's probably a little bit harder Mm -hmm. because that is part of your job. Um, But at the same time, I mean, I think there's so much, you know, false information out there that I think it's important for people to realize that, you know, anybody can put stuff on the internet now. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. So it really is important that even when you are checking it, that you make sure that you check a reliable source. Definitely. And then I guess the one general thing, too, is that there's just a lot of stress right now. Maybe you aren't working from home, but you're a healthcare worker and you're coming home to a family. Um, I guess just any tips for dealing with stressful situations. I know that's pretty broad, but what would you tell someone who's just very stressed by everything and overwhelmed by everything happening right now? Well, usually the first thing that I do when I have patients with me is we try and eliminate all or nothing thinking using words like everything because usually everything is not stressing us out. So being more specific about some of those triggers that are stressing you out for somebody who's a healthcare worker who's coming home. um, I think that a big thing is to try and do things to unwind and make sure that you carve out that time for self care. For those of us who are in the helping profession, you know, that goes without saying that we really have to learn how to balance our emotional, personal life and emotional work life. Otherwise, we will get very burnt out. And the problem with that is that if we don't manage our stress, our immune system goes down. So it's so essential and important that healthcare providers or other people who are helping out don't get uh, provider burnout. So whatever that might be for you. So, 
you know, when I was a, a grad student in Chicago taking the train back, I mean, I was reading journal articles all the time. So my relaxation was reading People magazine. It's like candy for the brain for me. So mm-hmm. if I identify that as something that's going to be, uh, that's going to be relaxed, then if I can really tell myself that, okay, this is relaxation time, I need to take a break because there's nothing else I can do right now about some of the problems that are going on in the world. I need to take care of myself so that I can be there for everyone else who needs me. Yeah. It's like the one thing you can control is self-care and making sure you're doing that. Exactly. Exactly. And this is a great time, you know, I think for people to really take that to heart and make sure that they're doing that while they are either at home or, you know, stuck at home and not able to do a lot of the things that we are used to doing. So is there anything else you'd like to add or anything else you want people to know or you think that's important for the people to know? Well, I think a big thing that's really important for people to know is that, um, you know, lots of the insurance companies and also even um, the National Institutes of Health are really focusing on providing easier access to like telepsychology. So a lot of psychologists and other therapists are more than happy to help people out virtually using HIPAA compliant platforms if people do get additionally stressed. And that goes not just for, you know, everyone, but also even some of the people who are elderly. Medicare has totally stated that telehealth is good to go now, and I think that people should not be afraid to use that platform if they really are stressing. Because, again, some of the people who already have issues related to depression and anxiety, obviously I think those folks particularly need to be accessing all of these different types of services so that they don't further decline. Definitely. Well, I think this has been really helpful, and I'm glad that we could talk about this, especially since um, I think people are really starting to feel some of these effects um, this week. And I think, you know, as all of us are hoping that it it doesn't get worse, it's something to, to maybe consider, and I think these tips will help people a lot. So thank you so much for your time, Dr. Bailey. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that does it for today's episode. Remember, for the latest information on coronavirus in Florida, you can visit tampabay.com slash coronavirus. We've also created a Facebook group so you can easily find all of our reporting, ask questions, or share concerns. You can find a link to join that group in the description of this podcast. Also, we're officially up and running on almost all podcast platforms, so please subscribe, rate, and review us. This has been Coronavirus in Florida. Thanks for listening.